Welcome to Short Shifts on the Hockey Think Tank. I am your captain on this magical ride, Jeffrey Scott Lavecchio, my co-pilot on... Why do I use the magic carpet? I use it every time, damn it. All right, anyways, Topher is my podcast partner here. He has no idea what this topic is. Topher, this is one that... Um, it's uh, it's a sensitive topic. It's something that, you know, I do these calls with players every week, and it's usually about losing confidence or just players who want to find out how to up their game. And I had a call with a young player, and this is the second time I've had a call with him, and the same thing came up again, and he's getting a little bit, like, bullied on the team. Um, some kids on his team are absolute buttheads. So uh, my question for you is, you got kids on the team that are a-holes, buttheads, you know, teenagers, early teens, and, and you know, they're acting like some teenagers do. How, how, do you, how do you as a parent approach this with your player? And then how do you as a coach approach it? And if you were the player, how would you approach it? Man, this is such a good topic. And honestly, it's a really hard one for me to talk about because my little brothers were bullied. And and so I want to talk to the kids out there right now because this is something that really hits home for me because I've sat there and held my little brother who was 15 years old in, in my arms, bawling, bawling, crying because of the bullying that happened within a hockey locker room. The kids on his team pissed in his gloves. Legit pissed in his gloves thinking that was funny. Now, for those that don't listen to the podcast or haven't listened to the podcast, like my brothers have special needs, okay? High-functioning special needs, but they have special needs. And so on his JV hockey team here in Chicago, um, there was that kind of bullying going on. So what I will say to the kids out there is, for me, I have a policy with my teams that if I hear about it once, you're off the team. You're gone. There's no second, like you're gone. I have zero, zero tolerance for bullying. And you don't understand what happens to the people that you are bullying and how it affects them. Literally, guys, sat in my bedroom with my 15-year-old brother who was bullied by people on his JV hockey team thinking they were funny, bawling his eyes out, crying because of it, okay? That's the kind of effect, and that shit... Honestly, like it affects people into adulthood. Like it, it has a severe impact on people. So I think number one, like if I'm a coach, I'm having a zero tolerance policy for it, but I'm also educating kids on what bullying looks like. Because a lot of times I feel like kids don't think or don't realize that they're doing it. They're like trying to be funny or sarcastic because that's what happens in a hockey locker room. But like you have to understand and have empathy for the people that you're doing it to and and realize that maybe some of the things that you're saying isn't isn't good. <clears throat> so uh, I want to start there. How important is it trying to like zoom out too to talk about like why it's important that like teams don't do this? Like cuz I think like I, you know I'm talking to this kid and it's my second call with him and we've been had this come up, you know, both times and I'm just thinking like as a coach like you also want to give the why and the how and things like that. Like you're saying, like how, like what does bullying look like? And also like, guys, if you do this at work, when you're older, you're fired, you're gone. Like they're going to go to HR, you're fired. Like, or if you're, we want to win more games. Like, do you think like you guys not being friends and everybody helping everybody like that's better. Like if you guys like each other, you're pushing each other to be better. You like making fun of another kid and go on Adam and things like that. 
is there any good that comes from that at all? And like, I think breaking it, you need like coaches. I think you need to break it down more on like why you don't do it and the bad things that happen, the consequences, and also the positives that happen and, and the experience for everyone, players, parents, and coaches on a team and how that changes when the dynamic is positive. And I'm not saying through, through anything like that, like give everyone trophies, but just like we're here together to help each other and go in the same direction. I think that needs to be talked about more it for sure and, and talking about the dynamics of a locker room particularly at the teenage years because teenagers have whether it's boys or girls there's a tendency to get a little nasty with with some of the bullying type stuff and and really just educating people on what it looks like i think goes a long way and how it can have an effect on people you know as as you're doing it and man oh god this is such like a hot button thing that makes me emotional because I, i've been there and and it's not it's not pretty it, it really isn't and so yeah i would encourage coaches to just define what your standards are for what it what a locker room should look like um define what bullying is and if you ever hear it like there's zero tolerance man like zero tolerance for it um because like i said i think kids do it to try to be funny they don't really think or realize that they're bullying but they are um, and, 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 you know, like some of the best times in the locker room is ribbing guys and like telling jokes and like at, uh, at each other's expenses and stuff, but there can be a fine line with that between sarcasm and bullying. And so I think really laying out for the kids, what that looks like and what that means is, is important. Yeah. Because, you know, it, it, like Tove said, like it can be a fine line and some of the most fun times when everybody's chirping each other. Right. And like, that's not necessarily bullying, but like you gotta, you gotta kind of define like what is bullying and how does that look and what does it mean on your team or else nobody will know. And like I said too, like, I think it's so important to talk about why, like, why is it bad? What happens from it? And, and what does it look like? And what do we do as a team? Where do we go if we do the opposite? If everybody supports everybody, everybody's pushing everybody to get better from the parents on down to the players, right? You know, I think that that, that can change the the mindset around how the players talk to each other. Yeah. I think. Yeah. You know, it's funny. You talk about the olden days. What do you do to the bullies in the olden days? Well, you fight them. You fight them. <laughs> you stand up to them. You know, like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stand for this. Now yeah. I can get you in a lot of trouble today. So that's that's a little bit tough to sit here and, and recommend fighting somebody that that's a bully, but that's typically when the bullies stop. Once they get smacked around a little bit, they understand that their actions have consequences. And I do miss that a little bit. I do miss that little old schoolness a little bit. Um <laughs> I mean, I talked to this guy's mom and his dad, and I told him what I told their son. And I also told him that, you know, he should take boxing lessons, not so that he could fight, but to build self-confidence just within himself, um, which I think is massively important. And that really helped me build self-confidence when I was in juniors taking boxing lessons. I didn't fight a lot. I did fight a decent amount, especially because we fought in practice in Omaha a lot. But like it just gave me more confidence just walking around in the world too. So that was something that I told him. Um, but I also said, if you catch that kid with his head down in practice and it's the same kid who bullies you a lot, green oh, yeah. light, Smoke green, em. green light. And they got cages on too. Don't be afraid to cross check them in the face. Parents, you might not want to hear that <laughs> but like sooner. If you're, if you're also like, I don't know, man. Also, if your kid never stands up for themselves in sports, they're going to let people walk all over them the rest of their life too. Obviously, that's a conversation between mom, dad, and the player, and how do you handle these things? But I mean, I know what I'd be telling my kid: green light. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I think another thing too, that's important to talk about is like hurt people, hurt people. What's going on in this kid's life where he feels yeah. like he needs to take out his shit on somebody else. You mm-hmm. know, I also think it's a real big cop out for those kids to do it to the weaklings of, of the group. And I don't mean like weaklings as you know what I mean? Like typically yeah. like you're not bullying the strongest person in the room. Typically right. you're bullying the person who you think you can beat up because you're not tough. Right. <laughs> and, but I, I think like, you know, understanding that like, Hurt people, hurt people, man. And whatever that kid is doing to to bully the other person, they got some stuff going on in their life. So for the adults in the room, you know, talking to those people about like, hey, like, what, what's what's behind you talking to this kid like that? What's yeah. behind you taking out all of your aggression or taking out all of your issues on on this kid? Like, what are the issues that you're trying to get out here? It's almost like mm-hmm. when people are bullying. It's almost like a call for help, you know. Right. Um, and then we have one minute left, but I'm not, I'm not abiding by the 10 minutes today because I think this one is, is really important. It, it's really struck an emotional nerve for me. Um, and, and like, I would say for like, for the kids out there that this is happening to, um, be better than them. You might not be better than them right now, but work your ass off and be better than them because that's what a lot of times bullies are afraid of. They're afraid of you. They're scared of you and that's why they're bullying you, you know? And, and if you put everything you have into like competing with that person, whoever it is that's bullying you, you're going to show them at some point and you are going to pass them at some point. And then once you do, do you have any idea how good that's going to feel when they're in your freaking rear view mirror and you say, Hey, remember me? Yeah. I'm the one you used to bully. How's it going now? You failure. you know and so i just man um (laughs) use it use it as motivation if you can i I know it can be hard and like it's easy to talk about it it's really easy to talk about it it's really hard to be the one that's actually going through getting bullied at the end of the day but like if you are if maybe there's somebody listening i'm sure there is with the amount of people that listen to our podcast like i'm sure there is somebody that's going through something like that right now be better you will be better than that person. You will be at some point if you choose. Take that person that's bullying you and do everything better than them. Work harder than them. Put in more time than them. You're going to pass them because people who bully are insecure. People who bully have crap going on in their own lives and you know they're not putting their best foot forward, obviously, if they're treating people like that. And and use them as motivation. Like... there's a cliche saying, but it's like probably the most important thing that I've ever learned. It's not what happens to us. It's how we react to it. That will decide who we are, where we get to in life. All these things our happiness. Even it's not what happens to us. Like you can't, you can't always change those things, but you can always decide and control how you react to things. So like, okay, this bad thing happened to you. So I say like, well, let's find a way to use it for good. See that kid's face every time you're in the gym lifting weights. See that kid's face when you go for a run. See that kid's face, not in an unhealthy way, but in a way that I'm not going to let that happen again, or I'm going to get better. Like Toast said, do everything better than them. So you had a negative thing happen to you. You can't change that it happened, but you can use that dark energy as motivation as long as it does not consume you. Use it when you need it. I mean, I'd say guys all the time in the gym. 
think about somebody you hate when we're doing med ball stuff. And I want you to put that med ball through their face, quote unquote, <laughs> whether that's the floor or the wall. I say it all the time. And especially when I train girls, they throw the ball way harder. <laughs> so I don't know what it is with girls <laughs> and that, but I'm like, think of that girl on it. And I'll be like, what team did you guys lose to last year? And this, you know, they're like Milwaukee. And I'm like, that's number 16 on Milwaukee's face right there. Put the ball through our face. And they all throw it way harder. So use that dark energy. Yeah. And, and a way you can kind of do that too. And, and like, again, we talked about in the old school, you'd square up, let's go. Maybe go against that person in one-on-one drills, find a way to the front of the line when that person's at the front of the line and just outcompete the bag out of that kid. You know, um, that that's maybe a healthier way in, in today's world to, to do that. Um, but I, I also think like a lot of this, like, Again, I go back to that situation with with my brother way back in the day, and I think about it now. We're probably twenty years later, or something like that now, or or close to it. Um, for a long time, for a long time, I had a lot of anger towards the kid that did it, and if I ever saw him, I I was gonna fight him. Like didn't matter. Like it, it was it was happening, and I think about it now as a thirty eight year old and like in a weird way, I almost have compassion for him. What was going on in your life that was so bad that you had to treat somebody like my brother that bad? You know what I mean? Um, still probably fight him <laughs> at the end of the day. But I like, no compassion. Uh, but again, you have to remember he's a 16 year old kid too. Yeah. And we are yeah. all dumb 16 year old kids. Um, the, the person who I have the most anger towards is, is his coach. Honestly, at the end of the day, that's the person who I hold most at, at fault because as a coach, you have to have a pulse of the things that are going on in your room. You have to have consistent communication with your leadership group and talk about, hey, who's fitting in, who's not fitting in, who's having trouble, who's, you know, especially when you get to about high school age and you can start to have those kind of conversations that are a little bit more meaningful. And, uh, and and so like I just in, encourage the coaches out there to really use your leadership group to find out what's going on in the locker room. Things good, things not so good. Somebody needs a little bit of love. Somebody needs a little bit of a kick in the ass. Is, is there a situation going on like this in the locker room? Um, you know, I think that goes a long, long way. And and so it's it's a big responsibility of of the coach to to really know the pulse and to, to know if stuff like that is going on. And I would consider it if I was a coach and stuff was like that was happening in my room, I would consider it a massive failure on my part, an absolute massive failure on my part. And I would not be able to forgive myself if a kid had those feelings in on my team. I wouldn't. And so, um, you know, just understand what's going on in your locker room, have a pulse. It's a big part of your job as a coach. Love that guy who let the pee in the gloves happen you're a failure i hate you <laughs> maybe that was a little much but no it wasn't uh, he's not a bad guy but no, at the end of the day him. massive failure in, in my opinion and and i was in college at the time i was in college at the time that this stuff was going on and it was hard for me to do anything about it being so far away and, and then when i came home for christmas that's when you know kind of you know really heard about it and you know sitting there and my brother's crying and and this and that um but it's something i'll never forget man it's something i'll never forget and and because of that um it, it's something i'm very very emotional and very passionate about make sure there's no bullying going on in your locker room guys it, it i don't think you understand the toll unless you've seen it 
or have been through it that it can potentially have on a kid's mental health. It's not good. So be aware, coaches out there. Be aware. Appreciate be aware. you guys. Share the show.